0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Bag Drop. I'm your host, Matt Considine. In this two-part episode, I spoke with Rob Collins, the golf course architect, designer, and co-creator behind Sweetens Cove in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. In this part two, Rob and I discuss our first experiences playing the old course, talk about its impact on his design principles and view of the game. We also walk through some of his dream design scenarios and hypotheticals. Then we look forward to Rob's future projects, what he's working on, and our pilgrimage to Sweeten's Cove in April. Enjoy. So, so long term, um, you know, with with Sweeten's Cove, what do you hope? It, it means a lot of things to a lot of people, but what do you hope Sweeten's Cove stands for, for long term?
1: I think that um, Sweeten's Cove is sort of, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll, and I think it will be, be around in... 50 or 100 years and people will see it as ground zero in this this movement that that is currently happening in golf and golf architecture where you know substance and means more than 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 the than the fluff and that um previous norms of you know 18-hole championship golf through a subdivision, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is is it isn't necessary, or or 18-hole championship golf isn't ne- isn't what you you have to have, in, in in fact, it can be quite a bit different than that. It can be a a 12 or 13-hole abandoned Preserve. It can be you know a nine-hole Sweetens Cove or Winter Park or um, you know the Cradle or you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to experience architectural excellence, and it doesn't have to be in the form of an 18-hole championship golf course. That's not to say that there aren't places for 18-hole "quote unquote" championship golf courses. There there definitely are. Um, and you know, I want to I want to build 18-hole courses. I want to build nine-hole courses. I want to build 15-hole courses. I want to build short courses. We want to do all kinds of stuff. But I think that Sweeten's Cove is Patrick said this um at some point recently and it resonated with me you know that Sweeten's Cove is kind of a a counterculture part of of golf and it's a a rebellion against a lot of things that came before it and it it's i think kind of a a demarcation point in, in in golf. And, and I think that it will be seen as kind of a central place in this, this new, new movement that this awakening that people are, are having. And, you know, I I want people to be able to come and experience it and then enjoy it and, and, you know, be a part of it.
0: Man, that's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just so great. And I think, uh, I've talked to some people that have seen this, because you're right, this demarcation point, all the the rallying around it, um, that it is a statement. You know, there's some folks that feel like they may have missed it. Like, like, like Sweden's, uh already so much out there. Like even one of our members sent me an email when we said we're going down in April and he's like, I mean, is there enough times? Like, isn't the place booked for, for the year? And I'm like, dude, this is rural Tennessee still, man. Like it, it, the word is just now getting out. Like, it, yeah, there's been a lot of press, but I mean, maybe just tell, tell our, our members and listening audience, like, have they missed the boat or can we still get out? I mean, you know, wh- what are tea times looking no, like? No, absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, my God. I mean, you, you, please come out. I mean, you know, I was talking earlier about the shed and the portalette being a, you know, because of, we've, we've kind of made it over the top of the mountain, you know, <laughs> and it's like we've still got these weird little accompaniments with us as we're on the downhill side of the slope. And it's – but the the shed and the portalette are there because of necessity. They're not – even though they've become a strength, we're not keeping them around just for the fun of it. Um, I mean, it's still a business, and it has to operate. I mean, we're not <laughs>
0: – mm-hmm. You know,
1: we're no, I, we're not we're not um, you know riding around in Ferraris. I mean, we're it's <laughs> it's, it's not you know it's not this big money making venture right now. I mean, I I hope that one day it will 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 be successful financially. But we're still you know even with all the the press. I mean, we still have tons of unused inventory, which I find to be a little. A little surprising um but we're you know we're, we are still a growing business and we have a lot of growing to do and we're going to grow and we're going to continue to grow um we're definitely on the downside of the slope but um i think there is a little bit of a, a disjointed thing with with perception versus reality i mean it's like we have received so much publicity like for instance if you know, a more well-known place or a more, more well-funded operation received the amount of publicity that we have, they would be on a financial easy street. But because we're in rural Tennessee and it's, you know, a little bit harder to get to, we're, we haven't reached that point yet. So we, we encourage people to please come out yeah. and support us.
0: Yeah. I I, I think, I think I asked the question cause I was so like, uh, when I got that message, I started thinking about it and this is somebody that's all over Twitter and, you know, he, he probably just assumes that because his little microcosm on, on Twitter is, is so filled with sweetens that so is the the course all the time. And, and, um, you know, I think it, it, speaks, yeah. it, it speaks more to the, you know, one of our principles for new club and why we wanted to get this thing going is, um, you know, so much, so much more content. People are consuming all these great ideas and, and, uh, Uh, and and information and they're learning, but, you know, golf is meant to be played and it's meant to be experienced. And, you know, that's great and all, but, you know, let's put the phone down and and go play some golf. And and I think some people just still need that uh, avenue to do it, whether it's, you know, a group of people, community to, to um, help encourage that, or just the access to say, Hey, here's the date we're going to play. Let's go do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, if Sweetens Cove was located in where, let's say, for instance, where there's a course in Chattanooga called Moccasin Bend um, that's, you know, five minutes from downtown, if Sweetens Cove is where Moccasin Bend is, it, <laughs> we wouldn't have any trouble filling up the T-sheet. But it's because it's, you know, where it is, it's it's just not it's not easy. And, um, you know, we can have a little bit of an echo chamber on, on Twitter and, perception isn't always reality. We we're always looking to to grow and and have new people out and I I, I I you know 2018 was the best year we've ever had and 2019 is going to be even better and it's going to be even better by a long stretch and I think it will continue like that. It's not a fluke that 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 Sweeten's Cove is that is growing. It's growing fundamentally because the strength of the golf course i mean everything comes out of that. that that's the that that's what matters and that's where we've put all our resources and you know as as we grow we can then recommit some of those resources to kind of continue to raise the level of of the experience and you know give brent our superintendent more resources more human resources more equipment um he does an amazing job with with what he's got but i've if I could wave a magic wand, I'd double his budget today. And, man, you'd really see something.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you know, it's fun to watch it grow where we can just kind of continue to elevate the experience over time. That's great. That's the goal.
0: So this one is submitted by uh, two people I think you know. One of them, I can't remember who gave it to me, but Peter Schmidt um, uh-huh. and uh, and Kevin Moore. They They said, when I mentioned that, I'd be chatting with you. Uh, They want to know when someone pulls out of the parking lot, uh, what is the one thing you hope is on their mind? Um, What is the one thing you hope all first-timers will take away?
1: Well, we want, and 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 we work hard to to do this, but to have a, a friendly, welcoming environment, I hope that people when they come out to Sweden's Cove, realize that it, it's very much appreciated that they came. We, I genuinely appreciate it when, when people come out. I always ask people where they come from. Um, you know, it's still, I get a thrill out of hearing, of you know, new places where people have, have come from to, to come experience it. And, you know, that's not lost I- at all on us. So I, I hope that they understand that their their effort is, is not lost on us and we appreciate it. And, and I hope that they're thinking about when the hell can I get back here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope that they had enough fun that they're going, they're looking at their calendar on the way down Sweetens Cove Road, trying to figure out their next trip. Cause you know, ultimately we want it to be like a moth to a flame. We want people to come back.
0: Well, one of my favorite stories I've heard about you guys already is this, I, I was talking to uh, someone from DC. <laughs> We just randomly got connected, and they drove. A group of buddies drove from DC, and they pulled into the parking lot. You know, they're doing their stretch, and they're all stiff. And um, I think it was Patrick. You know, either knew they were coming or saw the license plate and said something like, "Did you fuckers drive all the way from DC to here?" And, and, and they all go, "Well, yeah." And he just started screaming at the top of his lungs, like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> And it just you know, pulled up some cards and it got the whole thing going, which I I just I love that reception. You know, again, authentic. It's
1: hysterical. Yeah, yeah, it's totally, totally authentic. I mean, Sweetens is the way it is now is very much a reflection of of mine and Patrick's personality, and and Nash, our new GM, you know, fits in that mold. And it's it's kind of it's cool to see people. You know, get into that. So, I, I and Patrick was a, such a great ambassador for so long, and now Nash, Nash is in that role. Patrick's moved on and doing, doing the national custom thing with his amazing clubs that, that they're building. And, um, anyway, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's fun I,
0: here, I, like that. Yeah. I think so many people have enjoyed each, each of, uh, you know the the cast of characters you guys had to put together for the place. I mean, there's no no doubt that that has a immense part in all this, right? I mean,
1: oh, it it totally does. It's 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 so much about it. it. A lot of it is is the people, and that's one of the the greatest enjoyments I've had is that Sweeten's Cove has brought me closer to a lot of people, and it provided a platform for me to to meet a lot of new friends you know guys like kevin and trey moon and chico from midtown and (laughs) 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 you know know, some of my best friends and so and we've had a lot of great experiences and it's all because that that, because of that golf course it's pretty
0: neat um so there's a there's a place that, that we i know we both have played uh it seems that it's been pretty significant influence on you uh, as it has been on me and probably, you know, thousands, millions of others. Um, and that's the old course. Uh, first, I'm just, I'm curious how many times you've played the old course. Um, uh, seen...
1: Unfortunately, only once. <laughs> I've studied it a lot, but I've only, played, yeah, I've only played it one time. And I am dying to go back. I'm I'm hoping that maybe maybe 2019 will be the year it always seems like. Maybe this will be the year that I get to go back, but uh, that's you know, all... being busy with kids and financial realities and so on and so forth, it you know, it just hadn't happened. But um, maybe, maybe this year.
0: I mean, because I've heard you talk about so much, I think that's so cool. Because you know, you were clearly much more woke than I was when I first played it. Um, uh, t- tell me about your your first round there. Tell me about your round there. Like, what what stuck with you? What was your impression of the place?
1: Well, it was. Um, I was. I was 19 years old, and um, we went over a, a really good friend of mine growing up. His dad basically gave him the trip of a lifetime as his graduation present from high school, and uh, and he got to invite a friend, and he he invited me. So it was me and my friend Zach and his his dad and one of his dad's best friends, and so there were four of us, and we went over there and. And the first course we played was was the old course and um it you know i had what whatever golf I had played you know was kind of a a steady diet of you know typical american golf and it was just it was so different yes. <laughs> it it and it was so fun and the caddies were so cool. And, you know, I I knew the course pretty well from having seen it on TV and, and, you know, to, you know, try, you know, hitting all these different crazy shots and being able to play along the ground and everything was just, it was just a a really, really thrilling and and eye-opening experience. And one of the things that really opened my eyes to architecture um, actually occurred on the new course the next day. My, my friend's dad hit this shot that just looked absolutely perfect. He was a good player and was way out in the fairway, maybe hit a three wood up or something. And his ball was heading straight for the green in the, all of a sudden I was standing up by this deep green side bunker and his ball was rolling, rolling, rolling for, 40 or 50 yards and it just slowly starts to turn left and it just keeps on coming, keeps on coming. I'm like, no way this ball is going to make it all the way to this bunker. And then it just, the (laughs) contours suck it right into the bunker. And I was just like, Oh my God, that is is sick. You know, it's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And, and, and then he, you know, promptly, you know, took like three shots to get out of the bunker and walked away with a double or triple bogey or something. And, it was like there was so much more texture and variety and interest and potential outcomes to your shot um, on, on on those type of courses than there were to what I was accustomed to, and it just, it made me realize immediately the the depth of of what golf architecture could be and, and the questions that it could ask and and how complex it could be and, and that just was fascinating to me
0: yeah the the um uh i i think for for me it's summed up by uh you know we have some our, our name is new club because of the new golf club of saint andrews and you, know, you walk in the clubhouse after you know they just played a, a medal around the old course and the conversations you hear are so varied of, of shots versus you know our typical American golf the, that we probably most of us grew up with. Um, you go in the clubhouse afterwards, and, and they're already on the other topics. And, and maybe it's a little bit of, you know, um, uh, just more involvement in the game, obviously a bigger part of their life over there, but uh, I guess it's in general. But um, but more than anything, I think that type of golf is just easy to fa- be fascinated by. You know, the fascination levels are, are so much higher when you got shots like that that are rolling 50 yards into a, a bunker and, and changing the outcome of the hole.
1: Yeah, and, and and what's so cool about it is that if, if his ball had, you know, maybe been four or five feet to the right, it never would have caught that contour, and it never would have sucked down into that bunker, and he would have been on the front of the grain. And it's, you know, learning those little things are what would make you want to go back out. So the next time, if he ever played that hole again, he'd be like, he would know that he'd have that piece of information, and it would – would excite him and he'd want to try the shot again and try to have a different outcome and, you know, all the drama that comes with, you know, ha- having the uncertainty and then, you know, trying a shot and succeeding, you know, th- those are the type of situations that are at the heart of the game and make it interesting and, and lasting and that that's what I want to try to do with our work.
0: Yeah, yeah. How, uh, the uh, the new course, pretty underrated, right?
1: Oh, so totally. It's totally underrated. I thought it was a blast.
0: We'd it's so it. fun. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't have the, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you don't have the corridor of, of 1 and 18 or anything, but uh, the new course, I always tell people, I think I played new, I, I played most of them, actually, but uh, I always tell people to try to get the, the Jubilee and new Inn as well.
1: Absolutely. Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready for another trip. Nash was just over there. They played a bunch of places. I was, I was jealous. Got to get back over.
0: Yeah, yeah. My, you 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 care if I share my first uh, experience with the old course? No,
1: I, I'd love to hear it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I I was uh, about the same age you were. I was 19 or 20. Um, I was playing golf at at University of Akron here in in Ohio, and uh, I ended up quitting the team at the same time that one of my friends who played. Um, my friend Aaron played for Xavier down in Cincinnati and, and she hung it up as well we were just kind of burnt out i guess and uh, we go over the she she's studying in St Andrews i'm in uh Cork Ireland and uh i make the trip i'm just i i fell back in love with the game over there just because of stuff that we're talking about and um i go all the way over i you know throw my bags on her on her dorm room floor and i Hike down to the course. I'm just like, this place is, it's magic. You know, you can kind of feel it in your footsteps. Uh, but anyways, we go to a, a little college party, get together, and I get myself into to a um, a drinking contest with, like, these Scotsmen. And we're doing, you know, <laughs> Jager bombs. And, and I, I used to be able to do that pretty well. So I'm like this scrawny, you know, 130-pound kids hanging with these giant Scotsmen <laughs> in this drinking contest. And uh you know we got a 8am tea time the next morning and and i was actually i'll never forget this this kid's name his name was matthew pexton so we we shared the same name we kind of looked alike. he gave me his uh um uh, the saint andrews trust card so i actually oh, wow. played as a phony scotsman uh to have the tea time <laughs> the next morning <laughs> uh and I'm, and i am as hungover as a 20 year old can be um on this first <laughs> tea and it was the craziest day. We're pl- we're playing with uh, a nice British couple, and then me and my friend Aaron, and, and it rained thirteen different times throughout the day. Uh, oh my god! Probably was slightly softer than usual. I took three shots in the road hole bunker to get out, and uh, I still shot seventy four. Um, Whoa! So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, three shot. I made a seven on the road hole and shot seventy four. So here is the tragic Holy. part. Yeah, here's the tragic part about it. So for ten years, people asked me about the old course. And you know what? My first thing I would say was, it's easy. And I and yeah. I I would tell people, I'm like, you know, it's it's kind yeah. of a cow pasture, it doesn't look like much, just gotta keep missing the left. And I must have pulled off some miraculous shots. I'm also hungover, so you know, I'm not feeling any <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh but but um the 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 best part about it is I did get to return in, in twenty fifteen with uh, actually a founding group of new clubbers and um in 2015 i maybe made two pars and don't think i broke <laughs> 85 i'm not i'm not kidding we yeah. we we got the what they what they call the tides where you play into the wind on the way out and then you get a little bit of side wind for three holes and then when you turn back around you're back into the wind it just shifted uh-huh. on us uh-huh. and and i'm telling you man Roof. i just I walked off. It, it just like, wow! I did not know it was possible for a golf course to play so varied and different. Um, and and I just now, I from, that, you know, yeah. Since, since that time, I've just had such a different appreciation for it. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it's always asking a different question. That's why it's, it's remained.
0: And and you know, it's funny. Just like as we're talking about this stuff, I, I'm I'm thinking back to. Some of the criticism on on uh, Sweetens that we, we shared, you know, it's it's kind of interesting to me that it does sound a lot like places. That, what what criticism you might hear of people at the Old Course or at a, a Presswick, um, or maybe you know some of those more uh, I don't know quirky or interesting type type tracks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that that's very true. I mean, it's you know people. Sweetens Cove was built to be compelling the 1,000th time you went around it, not necessarily the first time. I mean, I I want it to be compelling the first time around, but it's more important to me that it remains compelling after your 1,000th round. And, you know, a lot of times courses like that are asking certain questions and doing things that can be perceived in a – In a negative light the the first time around but the more you play them the more you realize you know how much is there and that's that's what great golf courses do is they, they they keep keep your interest after many 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 rounds and keep asking new things and you know sometimes people don't like those questions until they start to understand why they're being asked and that takes repeat play and sweetens is definitely a course that requires repeat play so and that's the way it's but that's the way that's what we wanted so yeah if somebody comes out and plays nine holes and bitches and moans that you know the golf course isn't rewarding certain shots um, it's like well perhaps you should try playing it again
0: <laughs> you know, you might, yeah
1: you might you might see something that you didn't see the first time
0: yeah and then round and round they go you know, I, I know I yeah. haven't had one buddy who, who wants to leave the place after uh, a couple rounds. You know, they get as many times around as they can because there's a, sounds like there's a lot to see.
1: Exactly. I mean, I could if I just had a a completely free day and could do anything and the weather was great and it was firm and fast out there. I mean, you could go out there and just play all day and not, not get
0: bored at all. Um if you could pick your next project to to be whatever you wanted or whatever you wanted. So mm-hmm. things like land funding, et cetera, those are all non-issues. Um, mm-hmm. What would it be? And, and I'm not going to let you use the buck club. Cause I know we, we uh, there's been a lot of that. It's too, that's too easy. It's too easy in and out. So, you know, land funding, all those things are non-issues. Where would your next project be?
1: Well, I, have actually submitted a a proposal for what could be our next project, and I can't talk about it. I wish I could, but I will say that it's a place that is very important to me, and would be basically the ultimate dream job for me. And um, it's on a sandy site, and we'd be doing something unique uh outside of the bounds of of what they have already and i think it would just it would be the most thrilling project that i can can imagine um it's it's sandy it's well funded it well attended (laughs) <laughs> it would be it would be unique uh it would be really different but it would it would ask all the important questions that you know that that the great courses ask and but kind of in a different way and i I've, i know that sounds very vague but um for me to answer that question in in any other way would i would just be well i wouldn't be being truthful because I might have the opportunity to do exactly that, you know, on on a, on a dream piece of ground. So we'll see.
0: Leave leave it at that. I love cliffhangers. That's, that's awesome, man. I, uh, I hope the best on that one. That sounds, that sounds, uh, what architect alive or dead other than your partner Tad, uh, would you like to co-design a course with the most?
1: Hmm. Wow. Um, I have so much respect and admiration for Mike Strantz. I mean, he would be way up high on the list. Um, I just think he was a, a, you know, a revolutionary, uh, visionary guy, just, just totally out there on his own, um, Alistair McKenzie would be way up there. Um, I, I think you know. Hell, I'll just say Mike Strength. I think that'd be that, that'd have been a hell of a lot of fun. I wish I could have gotten to meet him.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay. Where take? Let's take. Uh, well, we've talked about Sweetens in the old course, so let's take those off the, the table. Uh, you got a, one course to play the rest of your life. Where, where is it going to be?
1: Uh, man. Uh, Pinehurst number two would be way up there. Um, Cow Club, I love Cow Club. That's way up there. Mm. I mean, that's just a course you could play over and over and over and over. Sand Hills, you can play a lot. Yeah. I've played 70 holes there in one day and not been even close to board. Um, you know, maybe on the other side of the pond, maybe a place like North Berwick. That'd be tough to beat. I think maybe maybe North Berwick or Sand Hills. It's hard to narrow down to one. Yeah. <laughs> Finer's
0: number two.
1: <laughs> Somewhere in that range. You
0: can't, you can't lose with that list. That was stellar. Yeah. Uh who who better question who you playing with
1: God that would be awesome um well my dad died in January last year I wish I, I wish I could would could do it with him and my brother um that would be the kind of the ideal ideal grouping um you know i i would do it with uh i'd take the sweetens crew any day of the week take take the boys we we roll around with out there and and we we have a lot of fun
0: good answer good answer um i heard you i heard you have some games too i heard you can play rob
1: uh, <laughs> occasionally <laughs> it's, it's uh it's it's a little you know i i can play a little bit but i've got um i i struggle with um consistency. Particularly off the tee. If I'm hitting, the, if I'm playing, if I'm getting off the tee, I can definitely get it around. But if I'm starting to get a little, you know, a little scattered there, it can. I hit it a long way, so that also means I hit it a long way out of bounds when things are not going well. And when you start adding multiples of two onto the top of your score, things add up quickly. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know, anyway, but I love golf. It's, it's it's always fun.
0: If I don't ask a few last questions on Sweetens, I'll probably get yelled at. Um, so first I'm going to start with uh ejections. That they, they seem to be a big thing at Sweetens. Uh I've seen the <laughs> videos. Can you describe for our listening audience um, you know, what's the proper definition of an inj- ejection?
1: So an ejection is something that happens when you hit a shot and you just get totally screwed. I mean, it's <laughs> like you're basically going backwards. And that that's something that as far as the buck club is concerned, and this is a place where Zach and I and Tad are, are all on the same page, we believe that golf courses should have places where you do get ejected. Because if you, if the possibility of being ejected is there, and that's baked into the fabric of the golf course, when you overcome that possibility and and succeed, you're therefore going to have had a more dynamic and interesting experience, and you're going to feel more proud of yourself. So the 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 penalty doesn't always have to be ejection level, but when when there are ejections out there as a possibility it makes things more exciting it kind of heightens your senses and you know like a good example of an ejection at sweetens would be if you're in the bunker on number five that has the plank boards on it and you are you know trying to hit kind of a heroic bunker shot and you catch it a little thin and the next thing you know the ball's 40 yards behind you down the fairway and (laughs) you know you're hitting or you're still in the bunker you know that knocking it around against the board that's 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 an ejection um we've got some big big slopes out there like number seven grain falls off and um you know if you've got a little pin over there by the side of that slope and next thing you know that thing can just pull down off the the side and you can spend a lot of time at the bottom of that little hill trying to get back up on the grain get you know content re-ejecting yourself. So is that that's that, that's the kind of the fun things that happen out at Sweetens. It's, it's more fun when it happens to your friends and you get to make fun of them. It's less fun when it happens to you.
0: Oh, for sure. But I yeah. I think it vibes well with uh, match play, you know, when there are ejections.
1: Oh, it, it, that's exactly right. And Sweetens is a match play golf course. It was built with match play in mind primarily. So that's I mean, those kind of situations are so good for match play, and uh, Sweetens does. That's one of the things that does really well.
0: That was my next question. What What's the best form? What's your favorite format to play around Sweetens?
1: I definitely prefer match play. Yeah, it, it's it's really a match play golf course. I mean, it's it's set up to allow somebody to really make a run. If they're behind and it also allows somebody if they're ahead coming down the stretch to to kind of play it safe and just try to make pars but you know in a match that's not always the best way to win right because when you start pumping the brakes and just kind of going for par 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 if the other guy you know all of a sudden starts getting hot then you can start to feel nervous and and then that kind of leads to this whole interesting dynamic where there's the, the shift of momentum and um, because birdies are available out there. I mean, you got to hit the shots, but you can def- you can definitely go on a run out there. And and then if things start to – my vision was always that, you know, you would have a match where things were tightening up down the stretch and the guy who had been in the lead would start to clutch up a little bit and, you know, maybe he gets ejected on eight or nine and that's kind of the the thing that opens up. You know, for the the guy who was behind to come in with the with the coup de grace on the last hole or two, uh, to hit the heroic shot to win it. So, those situations are are definitely baked into the golf course, and it's kind of all there waiting to happen.
0: Any favorite variation, like uh, four ball match play, or alternate shot, or uh, three club deal? Like what? Any any variation you like? I
1: don't. You know, I I um. I haven't really had that much fun playing alternate shot in the past. Maybe it's just because of the places I've played it weren't particularly fun golf courses, but I've had a lot of fun playing alternate shot at Sweden's Cove. One of the most fun ones that we did at the ringer was playing the three or four club challenge, and that really forces you to hit certain shots that you may not be comfortable with and ask you to do certain things, and that's, a really, you know, fun thing to to be, for example, you know, 150 yards out and you've got to hit a three wood or something and figure out how to use that slope. And um, one thing that I found really interesting in doing that was that I actually scored better during parts of the ringer in the four club challenge than I did with my full bag because I was it it was it was keeping me from doing stupid stuff. Like I'm an overly aggressive player and and so I I wasn't able to eject myself with the four clubs. I had to do, you know, I had to kind of play it more safe in spots and had to get creative and that was forcing you to hit shots and forcing you to not do really dumb stuff or try to bite off too much and and as a result at the end of the day my score with four clubs I think was like one of the best rounds I had and <laughs> with my full bag I just was like I kept firing at all the hard flags and I was getting ejected one time after another and I'm like I should just play this course with four clubs I guess so,
0: <laughs> play within yourself a little bit what you got Yeah exactly
1: forces you to so that's kind of a fun that's a fun one
0: Yeah we're that's we're actually fun we, we have a uh, the week before we go down uh, and experience Swedens, we're doing a three club challenge out at this place in Chicago called Canal Shores, which is a oh, community not that park tall. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, Jason Way kind of Godfather Tony, Tony Turf, yep. you know, doing some really cool stuff, um, infusing some you know old school fun architecture and do a, a, a little community spot on the north side. Um, so a- anyways, we're doing a three club challenge there uh as a warm up i'm thinking we got to add three or four club format to the, to our day at sweetens then
1: i think you definitely should it's a, it's a really fun format out there it really is that's okay. a good that's a
0: good a, for cool. sure. well let, uh very last question for you if if this podcast was about something unrelated to golf uh, and you were still our guest what would that topic be
1: that I, you know, I don't really know because, and I thought, it's, I have a, and my wife and I kind of joke about this, but we just live in this little box. I mean, we have two kids and a golden retriever and we, you know, have our own (laughs) little life and, you know, we, we mostly just hang out with our kids and, and, enjoy you know one another's company and 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 do things with with the family. I mean, we don't you know, it's either doing work or 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 family stuff. I mean, I, I um it, it's kind of one or the other. I don't know, maybe it would be a a podcast about raising kids or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's worthy where I could definitely Well, I have a golden retriever. How old's your golden retriever?
1: She is uh nine years old. her name is cupcake and um she is a such an important part of the family i, I every day i just I, I i i mean she's getting a she's very healthy right now but you know you just you know it's not gonna last forever and she is she's awesome she's a, yeah. she's a great dog
0: i i uh my fiance and I moved in together probably over a year and a half ago. And I started living with a uh, three year old golden named gypsy and uh, you know, being, I, I had a couple dogs growing up and I was never like a dog, dog person, but I mean, they just, they keep me sane, man. She, she, every time just looks at me like, Hey, stop sweating something. Let's go for a walk. Or, <laughs> you know, they, to to look through a dog's eyes, I think it helps us all out.
1: Oh, it definitely does. They, that, they're, you know, the, we had another dog, too. She she died, Cupcake's sister, um, my girl's name, Sprinkles. Um, and, and Cupcake and Sprinkles were, you know, very important parts of of Sweeten's Cove. And I used to take them out there in construction all the time, and they'd run around and chase birds and have fun. And, you know, through the ups and downs of it all, they were, you know, they're kind of a stabilizing force. They They're always there
0: for you, yeah. you know. Is, what
1: else is going
0: on is cupcake a, a pretty good golf dog
1: she is she uh is a little clueless about where to stand in certain
0: situations
1: but uh, <laughs> and she she likes to run around you know she, she she'll run off and, and chase the birds and run around in the edge of the ponds and stuff but she loves it out there i mean sweeten's cove is a great place for dogs it is dog heaven really you know, it's secluded enough where they can just kind of really go out there and have fun. You don't have to worry about them too much, um, you know, being next to a road or anything. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you can hear Gypsy knows we're talking about. It. She's just shaking like hey, yeah. I'm ready for pie. Like, hey,
1: it's, it's time for
0: a walk, bud. Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. Uh, it's it's well. That's uh, Rob. We'll just end it there, man. I I appreciate um, everything you do for the game. Uh, I'm definitely excited for our our Sweeten's adventure in April coming up, uh, and I know after sharing this with our our members and the, the folks that are going to be joining us, they're going to be pretty pumped up as well. And you know, you, you're you've built something pretty special, I can tell. Um, but more than that, I think you know you've been a really great dude to a lot of my friends and uh, just just a really kind uh, person to to a lot of people, and I think that. I can tell it's pretty consistent and part of who you are. So thanks. Thanks again for uh, chatting this morning and and looking forward to uh, officially meeting you in person.
1: I can't wait. Uh, we're, thank you for the kind words. We're honored to, uh, to have you guys and, you know, we thank you for all your support. It's, it's people like you guys are the reason that, that Sweetens Cove is, is still there. And, um, we're we're honored to, to have you, and can't wait to have some fun. We'll see you in April.
0: Yes, sir, and you know, bring a couple clubs and, and cupcake out to join us if you're yeah, around. I, I
1: definitely will. I would I would love that. That would yeah. be a lot of fun.
0: That was Rob Collins, architect and co-creator behind Sweetens Cove. Thanks, Rob, for chasing your passion and creating something special for so many to enjoy. Thanks too for hosting New Club for our spring meeting in April. We can't wait to experience Sweeten's Cove for ourselves. Hey guys, just one last note to say thank you. Uh, Thank you to both our members and our listening audience. Um, You know, this wouldn't be possible without you guys. Uh, We started a new club to build a golf community of people who, who respect and love the game of golf. Um, and we started this podcast to highlight people who share that passion uh, that we find interesting and we hope that you do too. If you have any ideas or you're even interested in membership at New Club, um, you can email us at membership at golf. So check us out, give us a holler and send any ideas our way. We appreciate you guys listening in and being a part of the community. Enjoy the game.